Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay. Built in Atlanta, OnPay is the top-rated payroll and HR software anywhere. Get one month free at OnPay.com. Now, here's your host. Welcome to the Small Business Fuel Podcast. My name is Paul Wilson, Jr. I'm the area director of the UGA Small Business Development Center at Georgia State University. The purpose of this show is to provide relevant resources and essential information to small businesses in Georgia that helps position you as a small business owner to take advantage of business opportunities. This show is produced, recorded, and distributed by our resource partner, our wonderful resource partner, Business Radio X. And so we're excited to be here for another um, incredible episode of Small Business Fuel. Today, I actually have a special uh, co-host who actually was the previous host. Then she became a co-host, and then she was a non-host, and now she's back as a co-host. Uh, so I'm excited to also introduce to you all, uh, reintroduce, uh, Talisha Farrell-Jackson. Hey, Talisha. Hi, Paul. How are you? Cue, um, cue the crowd. Wow, yes. <laughs> <laughs> But good, definitely great, great to have you. Of course, uh, you have a new role. Um, would you mind telling our audience what, what your new role is, at least since the beginning of the year? Oh, wow. So, yes, I do have a new role. My new role, I am no longer a part of the SBDC. However, I am always connected and in partnership with the SBDC, and my new role allows me to do so. So, I am the small business outreach specialist for the Department of Administrative Services in the state purchasing division of the state of Georgia. And our team is responsible for policy training and outreach. Uh, We oversee purchasing for all of our state government entities, the university system of Georgia and its public colleges and universities, as well as the technical college system of Georgia. Um, We are also responsible for more than $4.5 billion worth of goods and services for these entities. That's a billion with a B. <laughs> right. um, also within our department, our team conducts outreach to business communities and offers training for these businesses that would like to partner with the state of Georgia. So I appreciate the opportunity to co-host with you today as a way to uh, share information about our state resources and our other small business partners. So thanks for having me. Yay. Absolutely. It's great to have you. And course, you'll be joining us for future shows also, um, so more people can learn more about right procurement opportunities um, in the state, because 4.5, I think you said billion, right? Billion with a B. With a B. Uh, <laughs> so it means there's great opportunities for small businesses uh, to be able to engage. And speaking of small businesses, we have an incredible group of small businesses who we are highlighting today uh, from the Ascend 2020 program, which is facilitated by Uh, Morehouse College, which I'm excited to say, also Morehouse is going to be a new location for a small business development center. So we're excited about that. Um, But uh, but again, uh, the the group of cohorts that we have today, I'm actually going to ask Talisha uh, to kind of give you just a quick uh, overview or or a brief introduction of these individuals and their companies. And then we're going to get started and let you all hear from them and um, some of the great innovative things that they're doing um, as business owners. 
Okay, so as Paul mentioned, uh, we have four businesses who are presenting their latest and greatest innovative services. Uh, they are part of the Ascend or were part of the Ascend Atlanta program, which served uh, over 120 minority led uh, companies in providing management, education, capital. Um, focusing, in addition to focusing on micro businesses and tech startups, they also led a cohort of small to mid-sized businesses to help accelerate their growth. So these four businesses come from that great partnership. Um, so uh, what was I? The goals, the goals in the midst of this economic crisis are inclusive in their services. So these per firms provide professional services, technology, and that are extremely beneficial to the public, private, and set government sectors. First up is Proven. Proven empowers organizations and individuals to establish trusted relationships through the sharing of verified credentials. Lily Rubin, uh, I call it Lily Rubin. I'm sorry, that's my shopper in me. Barbara, <laughs> forgive me. But it's Lily RNB, and they are a leading IT consulting firm that helps Fortune 500 companies and government agencies increase their revenue uh, and improve retail experience by providing world class subject matter, matter experts in the areas of POS, data al analytics, uh, fraud pretend prevention and IT staffing and recruiting. The third company joining us today is America's Workforce Solution. They are uh, a workforce solution that firm that provides strategic staffing and recruitment needs for the Department of Defense, so DOD, with prime contractors and the public-private sector through staffing app, a, a staffing app that allows companies to save over 50% in recruitment fees, and we know how those can add up. And our fourth uh, business and company is ProSource 360. ProSource 360 is a small business administration certified HubZone firm that offers management consulting, healthcare solutions, and information technology services to federal, state, and local government agencies, as well as selected healthcare organizations. So we are happy to have these four businesses with us today. Well, thank you very much. So we have um, Calvetta and Ben and Barbara. Uh, I think Brian's going to join us, join us shortly. So how are you all doing today? Pretty good. Very good. Good, good, good. Wonderful, wonderful. So we know we, know we gave each of you uh, a brief uh, introduction, but uh, definitely, and we'll start with you, Barbara. Any, anything we missed that, that you, you would want people to know just in terms of, of, of your business and kind of who your target market is? Yeah, so one thing that, that uh, most people don't know is that we are a development shop. And what that means is we do all kinds of innovation and technologies on a custom software development basis. And most of my team have an average of about 15 years, including myself. I'm a technical founder, a computer science degree, so I'm also a coder. But we have a 15 years average um, experience in the, uh, building enterprise custom software applications. And so a lot of times you don't know that when you just hear about the different consultants that we have, that we also develop uh, custom software. So I wanted people to know that as well. Gotcha. Good stuff. Thank you very much. Uh, Calvetta with America's Workforce Solutions. What, what is one, one thing that, that 
we wouldn't know about you or wouldn't have, wouldn't but you would like us to know based on even beyond um, your introduction? Well, we work a lot with veterans and transitioning veterans coming out of the military, uh, looking to get into the corporate workforce. So a lot of, since we do provide services and staffing opportunities with the Department of Defense, targeted military personnel. So we work a lot with uh, veteran organizations, military organizations, and also as mentioned with our referral staffing tool, which actually provides recruiting through referrals. It's a great opportunity in referring other military and veteran personnel. And we also have a free resource page on there in regards to online free tutorials in careers. Gotcha. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Definitely appreciate that. Um, and, and of course, we're going to get a lot more into these topics um, as we go along. It's one of the key things um, that we want to talk about is innovation. And, and <clears throat> all four of you are definitely very innovative companies. Uh, but before we jump into that yet, um, definitely, um, Ben, uh, with ProSource 360, what, what is one thing that some, somebody may not know about your company um, uh, if okay. they just you know, saw your website? Yeah, I, I think uh, the challenging times we're facing right now, we're right smack in the middle of that. Obviously, um, you look at the pandemic and healthcare. we are a healthcare based company and really heavily focused on trying to deliver better outcomes for healthcare, both from a, a research perspective and supporting some of the research organizations, but actually delivering care as well. Um, on the healthcare side, and then also, yeah, obviously, we've got the the civil unrest, the 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 push towards diversity and inclusion, um, and we've got several contracts and deep expertise around really helping firms, helping companies, and even the federal government. We've got a contract with the Navy that specifically supports HBCUs as well as diversifying the Navy talent pool in the areas of STEM technology, STEM students. Uh, so those two pieces that are highly relevant today around diversity inclusion as well as healthcare are, are really what we do. Absolutely. Excellent. No, I appreciate that. Always good to know those little nuggets that somebody may not, uh, may not be obvious all the time, right? Um, mm -hmm. you're presenting general information. So I think Talisha had a question uh, to get us kind of moving. I do have a question. So tell me what, how many of your businesses shut down during our current public health uh, emergency. Did any of you experience any type of, uh, you know, delay or stopping point for your business where there was a halt? Can anyone share with us if that happened to you or if you experienced that during this uh, public health emergency? Well, I'll, Barbara? I'll in. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Okay. I, I would say we did not. We were, have been very fortunate. Again, our, our sector is the federal government space. Our client base is federal primarily. And uh, again, with the healthcare, the, we've got healthcare practitioners. Um, it slowed down some, but we were able to transition to uh, a remote workforce. So, I mean, we, we obviously shut our office down, which is in Washington, D.C. We just had opened our office in Atlanta, which is closed as well. But again, we were able to transition that workforce and still deliver our services because we're a service-based organization from a remote perspective. So, knock on wood, we haven't lost any work or none of our businesses had to shut down it's just had to make the change and transition to the uh the remote workforce excellent uh calvetta did you experience any uh you know transition or problems with transitioning to a virtual platform being that now everything Absolutely. is pretty much personally 
I think she's having technical difficulties. Just um, uh, Barbara, do you want to jump in? Did you yeah. experience any? Okay. Yeah. So I kind of, um, we were kind of similar to Ben. We had, uh, our um, whole company had gone remote about two years ago and we're only working on site with clients as needed, which was some travel. So we're kind of happy a little bit that we don't have to travel right now. We're all working from home, but we yes. did notice about 50% of our business um, as far as contracts and new business that we normally get around this time of year as our busiest time of the year is the second and third quarter, those projects were put on hold or canceled um, altogether because our customer base are mostly Fortune 500 retailers. And a lot of our customers who are not considered, you know, this essential retailer, they have to close their doors. And the software that we provide um, that we're really subject matter experts on is point of sale, which is that in-store cash register software. So you can imagine if the stores are closed, there was not a big need for um, those projects. And so a lot, 50% of our projects were put on hold or canceled altogether. So we had to pivot quickly, similar to what Ben was saying, and start providing other things to them besides the point of sale. We're doing mobile, we're doing e-commerce applications, we're helping them with data and IT staffing. So we pivoted quickly and have been able to keep going and stay, you know, stay working based on this new business that we're bringing in. And Barbara, you bring up a very good point with that, because uh, we too, as a part of the state, uh, of course, we did not shut down or have any stopping point. We were able to also pivot quite easily by working almost 100% remotely and consistently looking for new ways to connect with our state you know, government entities and suppliers. Mm -hmm. And so we started to, to offer all of our training virtually. And so yeah. making it much easier to do from, you know, your home or work office. So having said that, um, I'm glad that you mentioned how your business needs or your clients' business needs have changed. Any others, um, Ben or Kabata, have you uh, noticed any of your business needs or your clients' needs that have changed over the past four months due to the pandemic? Yeah, yeah, it's just really piggybacks on what you said. One of our um, largest clients, our biggest clients is the Veteran Affairs, um, the Department of the VA, and they are in the process of a, and this one's with a B as well, of implementing a, a $16 billion IT modernization effort for their electronic health care for all the veteran facilities uh, across the country. Uh, again, they're spending billions of dollars on this, but needless to say, when the pandemic hit and the um, COVID-19 patients now became front and center, they weren't as interested in getting this electronic health record. I mean, that's a, a huge effort. And we're one of the companies that provides the training for the practitioners. So the doctors, the nurses, when somebody shows up at a VA hospital, getting them in the system, all their medication, all that sitting in an electronic health record, um, they're trying to move that to a brand new software platform. And we're providing the training, a lot of that has changed now. One, it's some of the rollout is delayed because again, they had to re they had to pivot now and look at how can we set up these VA hospitals to to help with COVID patients and really focus on their ICUs and not necessarily system uh, change. But really the other thing is now the training is becoming more virtual. So we're having our trainers having to now do, you know, just like you said, the virtual platform for delivering training that used to be literally shoulder to shoulder, elbow to elbow with the doctor, with the nurse, showing them how to use the new software. We're now having to, to completely redo that in a virtual uh, environment now. So that's one of the big ones that is uh, a, a big change over the last four months. 
Absolutely. And, um, you know, one of the things we're, we're talking about kind of in this in this whole show, right, is innovation. And and really innovation now is, is a necessity versus a, a luxury. Right. So um, and and, if, and, uh, and before I actually go forward, uh, our, our other guests actually finally made it to the show. Uh, Brian, um, are you there? Yeah. You say yeah, hello to, the, to our audience. Uh, hello, everyone. Sorry about being a little late here. Had a little difficulty. No problem. Well, we already gave your company introduction, but what, what is what is maybe one one fact um, that uh, you might want to share with us about your company that that somebody may not know in terms of the type of work that you do? Yeah. So I guess one fact um, I could share essentially is that um, the idea behind our company is is probably stated is we empower relationships, and those are trusted relationships. Um, and we do that through um, essentially verifying credentials. That's criminal history. That's education. That's work history. That's licensure certification. Um, and we create that bond and relationship between individuals and businesses um, alike. Got you. Excellent. So again, we've just been uh, kind of talking about uh, what what the impact is, has been going on over the last couple of months. Um, you know, in terms of clients and customers. Um, and I kind of let you jump in on this question, and, and of course, we'll let everybody else answer too. Um, but why would you say innovation is so critical for for businesses right now? What What are your thoughts on that? I know your your technology company you, you've already been using innovation right to create your platform, but but why would you say um, you know innovation is so critical for businesses right now? Yeah, I'd say innovation is so critical at this point in juncture in that if you don't innovate, you'll get left behind. Um, the way the world works in today, especially in technology, technology one year is uh, what you say can be um, obsolete the next year. Um, the idea behind AI, the idea behind machine learning, things of that nature, or just innovating in some new way that no one has done it before, uh, you have to do that or, you, or you, you're liable to get left behind. And we see that a lot in this industry. You have to be able to quickly innovate. Absolutely. Um, anyone else uh, from, from our, our, our panel in terms of your thoughts on, on innovation? Well, I, well, I will add, uh, that, uh, Paul, I know that for, you know, the state and during, in statewide contracts for years, the we have a particular contract of office supplies that was managed by one business. And whereas now, or most recently, five small businesses or smaller businesses were able to pull together and respond to a bid that won the state's attention. And so that was innovative. And, you know, coming be, overcoming the challenge of seeing one business, you know, constantly uh, securing or winning a bid. And so they knew that they had to think of new ways to, you know, approach winning a bid and opportunity. And so there are also other contracts. Uh, there are also administrative contracts and IT staffing contracts that, you know, are now uh, hiring smaller businesses to fulfill services as well. So that's one way that I know that the state is being, you know, or, uh, suppliers for the state and buyers are being innovative in their approach to even combating or attacking or, you know, winning the bids of state contracts. Absolutely. Yep. Good. Good stuff. Yeah. I had something also yeah, Paul, I was mm-hmm. gonna say, um, especially for the retailers that we work with, um, innovation is what um, is helping the retailers who are surviving right now to really thrive. And what we've seen is that the retailers who already were on this, 
you know, trajectory of uh, innovating their stores, building for the store of the future. You hear all these buzzwords and the ones who had embraced that are really surviving right now because they've been able to find their customer where they are, even if they're not inside their stores. And so I think, you know, before we were having to sell that, you know, innovate your stores, do buy online, pick up in store, buy online, return in store, all these things that they were like, yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. Now it's like, okay, we got to get to it now. And so innovation is key, especially, you know, not only for us as small business owners and startups, but it's key for our customers and our clients as well. And I think now uh, due to COVID-19, Technology is on everybody's mind. And so we have to innovate, especially around areas of technology. Definitely increasing the reliance on technology as yeah. well. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I said, it's not even a, a nice to have now. It's a, it's a must have. I mean, I think exactly. one of the areas we're playing in is the telemedicine and telehealth. I mean, I think about before it was out there, it was available, but yep. now, I mean, I don't know how many of you, probably everyone on the call has probably done some kind of uh, visit, virtual visit with the physician or some kind of doctor. Uh, I know I have now, and I'm like, yeah. okay, I've, I've been selling these services, but now they're just take. if you're not playing in that space and being able to deliver whatever you, you're doing, and especially in the healthcare field, mm-hmm. that telemedicine now is, is mandatory. Yes. So, so that's incorporated into everything uh, from an innovation and technology perspective. Absolutely. And we add, and to add on to that, we also provide those frequent communications and even more resources for getting information and access, you know, for the items and supplies that are needed for a lot of um, the buyers. But, you know, even in healthcare, Ben, just getting information out now, I think the recently we had a recent communications of from, from the FDA that's warning against what is it five more uh, companies that are or suppliers that are providing uh, uh, hand sanitizers, hand sanitizers with methanol. So, yeah, the state uh, plays an active role in that in the in, in the reliance of technology to get those communications out to our buyers to know, you know, what's out there in addition to the orientation and the monthly uh, systems webinar and all the other things that we do for bidding. And, you know, the, the, the interesting thing is we have to drink our own Kool-Aid too as small businesses, yeah, you know, yes. as, as our bigger clients are doing it. I mean, I think about how I've had to step up my communication game within my organization and I've provided multiple videos, just kind of updating them on the state of affairs, things that you might say in passing in the office. Now we've got to deliver. So I've had to craft, I've, I've really invested heavily in marketing and, and literally messaging and, and getting information out, just like you said, um, in this world, that's, it's, it's sink or swim. You have to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. And really just, you know, continue down that path. Uh, one of the words I think that's been probably overused, um, if not misused, especially from a business standpoint during these last four months is the word pivot. Right. Um, when, when everyone's saying we got to pivot, we got to pivot. Most people don't even know what that means. Right. Or, or they try to maybe flip a switch and change overnight when really not really analyzing right, the environment. Uh, as business owners, um, and, and maybe having even gone through have, ha- having had to go through pivots in the past, right? Um, what what is your I call it definition or perspective on pivoting, and and do you see your own business as having to do that, or for some is it just weather the storm and, and we'll figure it out, or or do you really see having to change your business model? What are your what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I guess 
and I guess I'll go here. Uh, there's some, so pivot, you're right. Uh, there's a there's a definition to pivot, a wide range of definition of pivot here. And I'll just say for us here, we utilize that word pivot towards our COVID um, offering. Uh, but it's not necessarily a full pivot. It's something that was actually um, a part of a suite for us where we're verifying some. So we're continuing to verify um, information, but however, it's a different form of information. So from my standpoint, a pivot is not a pivot of the business model completely changing. It's a pivot of the type of service we've offered. Um, and I think there's multiple ways to talk about pivot. Like you said, there's that, but then there's also companies who look to pivot completely um, their entire model, which um, I'm not sure how that works. I haven't had to do it myself. We haven't had to. Um, but it's interesting that when people say pivot, that there's a different range of what that actually means. Absolutely. And I think, Barbara, you, you were kind of speaking that a little bit earlier. Um, yeah. Like I said, when you were having to make some adjustments, right? Yeah. And our, our, our even our business model had to pivot. So, Brian, I can kind of tell you what that's like um, for us. You know, we're we're looking at things closely. We're on all the retail you know, magazines and, um, you know, National Retail Federation. So we get the up-to-date information on what's going on. And retail has got to, I mean, retailers have to pivot. And that whole in-store experience is going to tra- change drastically. So we are, you know, pivoting even our business model because we we see that, um, you know, just relying on that in-store point of sale that we normally do and have done for the last seven years, I don't think it's going to fully come back. I think uh, everyone's embracing this new normal. And that's going to change the way we do stuff, even inside the store. Um, one other thing we we pivoted on, um, or and and you can also for us pivot also means a repurpose. We have a software product that we work on for retailers that helps them with fraud detection and fraud prevention around their merchandise returns. And what we notice is that architecture that we were building around uh, this fraud detection um, and fraud enabled application is also a good architecture for COVID-19. And as far as storing uh, cleaning data for, for businesses, for communities, for agencies that are trying to reopen, um, that's another good place that we can use the same technologies that we had in place to help retailers fight fraud with returns. They can use those same technologies to visualize how are their cities reopening, what's being cleaned, and actually have a dashboard for that. And recently we were talking with, I think it was IBM um, a few weeks ago, using that same platform and that same architecture for enemy detection and working with the Department of Defense. We've had some talks there as well. So um, the exciting part for me is innovation. Um, It just breeds so many ideas out of us and, and always thinking of how to pivot or how to innovate has breathed a lot of life into my team. And so even if that POS business goes away, we're real excited about some of the new stuff that we're getting into and just repurposing what we already know how to do into other areas. So it's exciting times for us in my company. It sounds like it. I, I do want to ask, I know that the state of Georgia has made a conscious effort to provide resources um, to small businesses, especially during this time, and by launching a dedicated uh, space on our website um, that includes important information and resources about our small business community, uh, include, uh, we've included what upcoming outreach and training events for new suppliers that we are conducting. Um, 
with some of our small business partners, you know, for instance, with, of course, the UGA SBDC, with the Georgia Tech Procurement Assistance Center, with uh, the Department of Transportation Disadvantaged uh, Business Enterprise Program, the DBE program, and GDOT, and MBE programs. I'm asking what resources, of all the services that you all provide, what resources have you found or new resources have you found that are available to you and have been beneficial to you during this time as a small business? Okay. Well, um, I I will say um, SBA has been very helpful. Um, That is something we we try to utilize um, in gathering information and really just making sure we're in a in a real good position um, when talking about approaching customers or state state procurement like that. So yeah, I think SBA is something we've used and utilized very well. Um, other resources, I think more on the federal side, but I, I think there are other resources out there. Um, there are tons of them that we just um, have to sit down and keep going through, but um, SBA for the most part has been helpful for us. Yeah, Brian, I would I would have to echo that. I spent two hours on the phone with them this morning as well uh, with the Small Business Administration. I, I think they're helping me from a perspective of partnerships right now. Um, you know, I know we'll probably have some discussion around that if we have time, but I, I know Barbara and I have been talking about uh, some kind of mentor-protege relationships. We've been involved in a lot of that, and now the SBA is helping to kind of fast track and facilitate some of those relationships with other companies as, you know, uh, things are changing like we've been talking about on the call, uh, I think who you partnered with right now is important. I know, you know, SBA is one. I think about Morehouse. I'm, I'm an, a graduate of Morehouse. And I know that uh, Tiffany Bussey, who runs the Entrepreneur Center, has been very helpful for me in, in tying in with this network here, um, for one example. And, and the things that she's been able to provide over the years have been phenomenal. But right now, especially. And, and lastly, I'd say I've leaned on from a resource perspective, like I said, um, the things that I was doing a little bit of work with companies. And I've got one marketing firm that, you know, he had this big proposal in front of me a year ago. And I'm like, I just can't see spending all that money on marketing and communication. And now, I mean, I'm spending that and then some. And I mean, every little thing I want to run by him. I'm, uh, you know, I want to say, hey, is this message right? Is this the right time for the message? You know, so and again, he's one example. But where you can find that at the PTAC or wherever, um, I think we're having to be resourceful a big time right now and and work together as, as small businesses. Um, working together. Yeah, I don't want to leave out what you said, Ben. Um, the Entrepreneur Center at Morehouse, they, yeah, they definitely have been a big help for us as well. Um, we actually, um, some blockchain, some of our blockchain things, uh, um, features that we are like to implement, we're assisting um, and have a partnership with Morehouse. So, you know, there, there's some things there that are definitely being helpful uh, from the entrepreneur standpoint. Yep, and for us, definitely Morehouse on you know the Entrepreneur Center, um, SN twenty twenty, SBDC. Paul, I know I haven't talked to you a lot, but I've been uh, talking to Bart. Seems like all Bart. the time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we also have been talking with Donna Ennis over at the MBDA, um, SBA. We were fortunate enough to be able to get um, close to over two almost two hundred fifty thousand dollars in funding from the SBA through the CARES Act. Um, so. You know, for us, it's been business changing over the last few months, the access um, to resources, the access to potential prospects, the asset access to funding has kept us, you know, going in business and, and being able to do these pivots. So 
it's been tremendous, Talisha, uh, what we've seen in the last four months uh, through these different programs. Well, that's wonderful to hear because we like to update our our resources and our webpage and website and provide those, you know, for the small businesses and for businesses so that you guys do have a source. And like, I think it's Ben that said, you have to keep revisiting them um, because they change and they update. I know at one time when we were doing our supplier orientation trainings, uh, someone had mentioned, oh, no, the, the website is shut down when it was referring to the PPP loans. And it was like it shut down because they got overloaded, but then they they opened back up again. And so if you were already in queue, then you were next up. So, you know, it's good to hear feedback from you all and your businesses to know what resources have been helpful. And so that way we can make sure to stay up to date in our partnerships and keep those um, available, you know, on our website or wherever in order for you to access them. Right. Absolutely. And then I'm uh, going to continue this next question, something that Ben mentioned, and, and definitely you all can jump in because you all are reflecting this. And so one of the things that um, as Talisha and I were planning for this show uh, and planning to have you all on that we definitely wanted the people to know um, was the partnership that you all were in that cohort together and, and as individual businesses. But then um, three of you, right, um, saw an opportunity right to take advantage of as in terms of collaborating and creating a partnership and so um speak speak to your partnership and and in terms of kind of what initiated it what what pushed it forward and 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 why you guys decided to go that that route we get calvetta back i'm here can you hear me oh yeah i don't know what happened i just yeah so i said okay maybe it's on the side but no my phone um, we basically, uh, Brian, Barbara, and myself had working in on right, had hit ascend right during the pandemic. And interesting enough, all of our separate capabilities was just so perfect in other offerings in another way that we could joint venture and partner, uh, towards pivoting. And so with my company, on the pivot side is working with companies to help increase and transition to remote and provide staffing for remote um, workers and companies going remote. I had also partnered, which partnership. So it's basically, I provide the cleaning portion um, training as well as working with uh, veterans. And I think Barbara and Brian can speak on their capabilities and and what they provide um, to the new venture that we created. Yeah, and Brian, you, do you mind if I go next? No, no, definitely. Okay, yeah, and so as Cavetta was saying, we created a joint venture between our three companies called RTW Solutions Group, and it's a return to work solutions group. And I remember doing one of the cohort meetings, uh, Tanya Sam's, asked us, you know, what can you guys think of something? You know, we have a lot of attention from the city of Atlanta and they're looking for solutions for this COVID-19 and how do they reopen? And I think it was at the time that, you know, the governor was on, you know, CNN and all the different stations about reopening Georgia as the first state to come back on, you know, after COVID-19. And so um, she, she challenged us. And so after that call, I remember the three of us kind of met and this was late, like probably nine o'clock at night, we all met. And we're like, what can we do based on our different capabilities? And, and Calvetta said, well, I have a cleaning company that does COVID-19 cleaning. And 
Brian and, and was saying that we could also do screening so that uh, employers don't have to worry about the HIPAA you know, um, issues. And, you know, of course, us, I was thinking technology, how can we add some technology into it? So what we added was an IoT enabled and a SaaS based uh, cleaning dashboard, which these cities can use. It's a graphical dashboard, which basically shows a map of the US. And it shows as states are coming back online, you can drill in all the way into cities or counties or individual businesses. You can see what businesses are clean, COVID-19 certified cleaning, and are ready to reopen. And so we wanted a way to just visually allow people to say, yes, we're we're reopening and here's the the data behind it so that there's no question and, and there's some accountability. So that was the part that we added to this return to work solutions uh, joint venture that we that we all created i know brian were you going to add anything to that yeah and i i guess i'll just add um the piece for for us um improving essentially like um, barbara was saying you know our piece where we have the ability to screen employees um so that we give a sense of um, that employee what their status is or what their status previously was um, we have the ability to send them to through telemedicine, um, through regular physicians um, to be screened if need be, um, and just utilizing what we have as an app um, we call COVID-EA that the employer has a dashboard which allows for that information to be shared securely by the employee to the employer. Um, so that's that's our contribution and to RTW Solutions. Um, and like was said before, this this joint venture is something that we can offer a or to a service that provides a comprehensive solution. Absolutely. And what's so uh, powerful about that, um, there I ran across an article that said, you know, back in uh, the most recent recession, some would call the Great Recession, um, 28 to 2010, you had companies that were launched during that time, like WhatsApp, Pinterest, Venmo, Groupon, uh, Uber, Instagram, uh, what, Pinterest, I think I said Pinterest already, Slack. Uh, during during that time in a square. So all these companies that are almost in many cases household names right now, right? They were actually launched during the middle of a, of a recession before. And so what I think is great about what you all are doing, right? You you all definitely see the, the solve the crisis as an opportunity, right? And, and I think for many businesses, there could be other opportunities in the midst of this crisis. We know, of course, people need to stabilize their finances and that kind of thing too. But but if you kind of pull, can pull yourself up out of the weeds a little bit, right, um, and kind of look at the landscape, uh, I think there's, there, there's, there are opportunities that are created by this crisis that small businesses could become the solutions providers, right, to, to what's a lot of different situations going on right now. Great, great. So, um, so in terms of partnership and, and um, as we kind of start to wind up, um, you all decided to get into a joint venture, um, and, and I know Ben. You all, I think, have probably done some partnerships too on a different level. Um, some people are leery of getting into partnerships, or other people kind of go in blind and not really knowing what are some of the key things I need to be looking for for a strategic partner, right? Because now could be a great time to find somebody else to partner with as different companies are, are struggling. What what some, are some tips or pointers you all could share in terms of what you would call maybe? partnership best practices for companies who may be looking to kind of connect with another company to do business with? I know one, Paul. Sure. (laughs) A 
great way is for them to attend any of the symposiums, like our small business symposium that the state puts on. <laughs> That's a great way for businesses or B2Bs to actually meet and network and be intentional right. about, you know, getting to know other businesses, uh, uh, whether it be other contractors, and even their competitors. Mm -hmm. It is good to know your competitors because those could all actually end up being great resources or partnerships for you, um, potential partners as a result. And uh, like I said, you know, um, when businesses come together or there are contracts and they can come together and, uh, you know, be able to partner and pull off something larger, uh, it really is a benefit to everyone, to the buyers, to the suppliers themselves, as well as to the numbers and the success stories for the state. So attend our small business symposium. That's a great way to (laughs) 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 supplier orientation trainings. Great way. Shameless plug. Shameless. Shameless. (laughs) I will piggyback that though. I will say over the years I have, uh, I've lived by those networking events. I mean, we, I look at some of the partnerships we have today and, you know, I almost felt like I was, I was trying to do it ethically, but I was stalking some folks and trying to, <laughs> try to see who I could meet. And, and, We're being and just, strategic, Ben. It was strategic. strategic. It was strategic <laughs> networking. Strategic stalking. <laughs> right. But, tomato, uh, tomato. <laughs> yeah, but no, you know, being at the right place, sometimes just being in that room um, and people remember you and then, you, you, you know, you, there's repetition with that. But I mean, I've, I found like partnering with other companies is very similar as, as in your social network, but uh, warm referrals for me have worked very well. Um, uh, people's reputation precedes them oftentimes or companies. Um, you kind of know who's in your space, who's not. And so you got to protect your reputation and your brand because other people are wondering, do I want to partner with them? Um, so I think, you know, finding somebody that that's going to have the same kind of principles, integrity that you, that you want to um, set forward. It's very important. I mean, I, I, we joke, but I've often heard in this business, really, depending on what kind of joint venture and partnership you have, it's almost like a marriage. You know, you, you literally are going to have to really find that everything's not going to be perfect. And you've got to find out what you can live with, what you can't, and find a, a good match. And I think the the one thing I'll close with is synergy. You know, um, that I've got to bring something a little different than you're bringing, or or one of us is irrelevant. You know, I want I want to have a company that's doing something a little bit different. I can learn from them; they can learn from me in some ways. But um, I think it, it takes time. Now, I don't think you can just force it and rush it. But uh, we've been fortunate uh, to find some good mentors, and even now I'm trying to find some good proteges and folks that I can kind of give back and, and teach some of the things I've learned. But I'm also still looking to, uh, to grow with companies that are, are larger and bigger and doing things that I want to do in the future. Yeah, I, I, to piggyback on what was already said, it really, the synergies, is, that is definitely something you'd have to look into. Um, like Ben said, you don't want to be doing the same thing. It's not really going to be a partnership um, that you're going to thrive in. Um, so just making sure there's a little difference there. You can learn from each other, like Ben said. I will say networking um, is a good way to find partners. As we did in the SIN, we are, Barbara was in a different um, cohort, but just networking through a SIN in itself, that's how RTW came about. And I already knew Calvetta from a SIN and in my cohort. So that was a networking opportunity there that allowed us to partner. Um, and then we have partnerships elsewhere. And I mean, even, even in other states at the moment. Um, but the warm introductions, uh, that definitely helps if you have somebody who knows that organization who are putting their reputation on the line. 
that definitely helps as well, like Ben was saying. And attending the symposium, we will be doing that as well. I'm sorry, did he say he would be attending a small <laughs> business symposium that was back in February in Dublin, Georgia, that is scheduled and slated to come up again um, in the upcoming weeks or months for the state of Georgia? Is that what I heard you say? That's yes. what you heard. What I thought. Yay, Brian! <laughs> and now that Telling you put you. it out there, we're going to be attending as well. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Ren. Uh, yeah, we're going to attend as well, Talisha. <laughs> Yay! Yes. Yeah. I think that's three for the okay, Calvetta. Can I get a four? And Calvetta. Four? Yes, okay. put my company down. <laughs> Thank you. It is a great way to connect directly with the buyers, uh, you know, of those entities and companies and wherever. And once you guys, I know Barbara, you uh, recently told me that you are registered. Uh, as a small business or through the state of Georgia. Am I right? Through our website and Team We're Georgia Marketplace? And we just checked it uh, recently because after talking with you, Talisha, I want to say, well, let me just make sure. So I checked that we still have all our registration is intact. So we're able to access the site and we've been um, looking at different opportunities. So yeah, it's great. It is wonderful. Thank you. And that is a success story on that part, just to hear, you know, because um, once you put in those NAICS codes or uh, for us, it would be those NIGP codes for the state. And once you put in those codes, you get notifications of, you know, opportunities, bidding opportunities that are coming or upcoming. And you can go back and take a look at previous uh, contracts and how they were put together and what, you know, what they serviced and so it is, it's wonderful. And that's a great way for businesses to get their name out there um, to, you know, entities and others uh, to showcase them and what they can do. So we are glad to have you and I can't wait to get all of you. Yay! This is being recorded, correct, Paul? This is recorded. Yeah, yes, it is. On a recorded line. <laughs> it's a record. Their permanent record. Yes. It's on the internet, so it can't ever be erased. So. Hey, they've got a great team over at um, Department of Administrative Services, and I know our operations manager, Josh uh, Borden, he's very diligent, and, and you know, they they had this all planned out and put it on. Actually, I had only been there for about 30 days when they were talking about the symposium and it, it went off without a hitch and it was really successful. And so I know that they are planning to do more and it comes from the feedback from the small businesses and from the community of what you're looking for, what you need, you know, um, how do I connect? What do I do? So keep all of that information coming, keep the needs coming and we'll do our best to supply, you know, so thanks. Thanks, guys. Thank you. So um, as we wrap up, we'd, we'd love to give you all an opportunity just to share your uh, websites. And so people can get in, get, in, get in touch with you individually. And of course, please share RTW's uh, contact information also. Okay, well, I'll rush in at once. Yeah, I'll go first. All right, so Barbara Jones, uh, my company is Lily R&B Inc. And so uh, the website is L-I-L-L-I-I, and that stands for Let's Imagine Life with Ladies in IT. Shameless plug, but anyway, L-I-L-L-I-I-R-N-B.com. And for art, uh, I'll just give out RTWs as well. It's rtwsolutionsgroup.com, and you can see our joint venture and what we're offering for uh, businesses, um, for agencies, and uh, for small businesses as well. Thank you. And my name is Calvetta Fair with America's Workforce Solution. My website is America's Workforce Solution with no S.com. 
Good. Thank you. And I'm Brian Hobbs um, with Proven. That is P-R-U-U-B-N, Proven. So the website's www.proven.com. Thank you, Brian. All right. And I am Ben Skiles uh, with ProSource 360. That's all one word. We're at ProSource360.com. P-R-O, like professional, the word source, and then the number 360.com. And Talisha, if you would also, thank you, Brian. Uh, Talisha, also, if you would, uh, please, um, you can share your final thoughts, but also make sure that people know how to get to the DOAS website to become a vendor and get connected with the state, please. Oh, absolutely. Do we have time? Do we have time? Shall I take you through yeah, a, the a short a version virtual training? Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, the condensed version. Yeah. Well, you can definitely visit the website at DOAS, that's Date Department of Administrative Services, D-O-A-S dot G-A, as in Georgia, dot gov, D-O-A-S dot Georgia dot gov. And on there, you will find a small business webpage, um, a, a link for that uh, under our areas of focus and resources. We also have other, you know, uh, results or search of uh, for COVID-19 response that we've uh, added most recently since the pandemic, human trafficking awareness conferences that are up and coming, online payments uh, systems for stake purchasing, uh, risk management, fleet management, surplus, human resources, and our team Georgia Marketplace and resources for other business services. So thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for uh, co-hosting. Uh, this this show and uh, hopefully again all of you out there who were uh, listening um, and, and hearing from these incredible companies picked up some tips and ideas uh, to help you you know it's, it's tough out there right now but you can definitely uh, navigate through this space and a lot of times we just we have to get better by sharing information and ideas with one another right to help us all navigate through this space so definitely thank you for listening to this episode of Small Business Fuel our goal as the SBDC is to provide you with relevant resources and practical tools to help your business grow. If you would like to connect with us one-on-one in terms of the SBDC uh, to get one-on-one help with your business, please visit our website at www.georgiasbdc.org forward slash Atlanta to get to the Georgia State location. Or if you're looking for another location, you can again find any location in the state at georgiasbdc.org. So until our next episode of Small Business Fuel, please stay healthy, safe, and profitable. Talk to you soon. Today's episode of Atlanta Business Radio is brought to you by OnPay. Built in Atlanta, OnPay is the top-rated payroll and HR software anywhere. Get one month free at OnPay.com.